The discussions in this broadcast contain depictions of domestic abuse and violence, which some viewers may find distressing and act as a trigger. Please continue at your own discretion. Welcome to the Mental Health Hour. Welcome to episode number 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight we will be de- uh, diving deeper into domestic abuse. We've done an episode on domestic abuse uh, not too long ago. Uh, it was actually pretty recently. Um, however, um, oh, we wanted to get a little bit deeper into it um so Mm -hmm. requests and uh uh, on the discord and everything um we're gonna take a a harder look at it tonight so hello to everybody hello jim hello tracy hello jay opera hello ray hello hattie hello craig hello med Hello, everyone. If I'm missing you, I'm sorry. Um, we had a great uh, Michael Joseph Murray. Hello. We had a great opening there. That was a, a good start to the show. It mm-hmm. Lifts the spirits. Um, and we're ready to rock and roll for an hour of mental health content. Um, so m- domestic abuse. Uh, this is something that, I mean, we... we uh, talked about what was it uh march was it march to, uh domestic abuse month well, um, yeah yeah i think so i can't remember one way or another it was one of these past few months uh mm-hmm. we had des- uh domestic abuse awareness month and um we did an episode on it where we just kind of you know scratched the surface but now we're gonna get uh a little bit deeper and we're going to jump right in um, to some slides and, and stuff. Um, Cause it, it got uh, some good feedback, the episode we did. Um, and we, uh, we got um, folks asking for more information, um, more uh, targeted information. So let's get into what we're, let's break it down. Um, we're going to start first with some stats, some st- mm-hmm. uh, statistics, and uh, go ahead and throw this up. Gemma, if you want to run through this one. Yeah, okay. We'll so I wanted to try and get um, just something that shows how um, – what's the word I'm trying to think of? <laughs> how common, that's it. Uh, domestic violence, domestic abuse is. Now this is based on US statistics and um, it says domestic violence in an intimate relationship can include willful willful intimidation and or threats physical and or sexual assault and battery emotional and or physical abuse, criminal harassment for example stalking economic abuse a power over finances to control, 
and repetitive pattern of controlling dominance. One in five women experienced domestic sexual violence in their lifetimes, which is things like rape, repercussions for refusing sexual advances and things. And then of these domestic abuse victims by gender, for, uh, 76% were women, 24% men. I think there's this stigma around the fact that men aren't victims of domestic violence and domestic sure, abuse. Sure, we're the big they bad really, really are. Um, It can work both ways. Only 34% uh, of domestic abuse victims will receive medical care for any physical injuries that were caused by an intimate partner. A lot of the time, if they've been caused physical injury, they will be prevented from seeking medical attention because they will be concerned about being questioned, how did it happen? Or, you know, they, the perpetrator doesn't want to be found out. And then 48% of victims experience psychological abuse, at least one psychologically aggressive behaviour by an intimate partner. So that's some stats on the uh, abuse there. So <clears throat> just running through some uh, statistics there uh, to start off. Mm -hmm. What we got uh, requests for was to kind of deep dive into this. What is domestic abuse? How many... Um, different types of domestic abuse are there. Uh, so I know I can relate with uh, some of these that we're going to go over. Um, I'm sure everybody has had a run-in or, or something or can relate with something that we're going to talk about tonight. There's a wide spectrum to this, which is why we're uh, hitting this again. We'll start with all the different types. Gemma, take yeah. it away. Okay, so I think most people think that domestic abuse is just physically, but it is not. Physical is one of them, but there's also emotional, sexual, financial, coercive, digital, and psychological. Those are the main categories in which are deemed as uh, domestic abuse. I'm sure we can uh, rattle off 15 more. Um, oh yeah, but so, uh, yeah. these are the the main players that we're going to be discussing tonight. Yeah, um, domestic violence, domestic abuse, uh, two different things. Um, violence they changed it because it used to just be known as domestic violence, but that and it's the way it's said. Everybody um, means that it's like a physical thing. Whereas it's not just physical, so they did change the way. You hear that there's a domestic dispute about uh, you know happening. Your immediate uh, thought is, you know, some physical um, violence, maybe. Uh, but yes, there's verbal, emotional, sexual, financial, all of these, um, and especially coming into the digital age. Um, in the social media age, we're going to get into um, all of these different types. So I'm going to go ahead and <clears throat> let Gemma take it away on the first one, which is physical. That is um, the top dog, I guess, if you will. 
Yeah. Um, so physical abuse, for example, of those scratching, punching, biting, strangling and kicking, throwing something such as a phone, book, shoe or a plate, pulling your hair, pushing or pulling you, grabbing your clothing, grabbing you to prevent you from leaving or to force you from going somewhere. So they are some of the main examples of physical abuse. Um, yeah. And emotional abuse. This is actually one of the more common ones, but it, I think very often it doesn't get seen as a form of abuse. So calling you names and putting you down, yelling and screaming at you. And this is not just an argument, like has been mentioned. People do have arguments and disagreements. It's more the fact that it's purposeful, intentional and repetitive in its nature that would be deemed as abuse. Uh, so intentionally embarrassing you in public, preventing you from seeing or talking with friends and family, telling you what to do and what to wear, damaging your property when they're angry, so throwing objects, punching walls, kicking doors, etc. Blaming your actions for their abusive or unhealthy behaviour. A good one is um, blaming you for it, and then when you do say anything, I'm sorry, I can change, all of that, and then it just keeps happening. Uh, threatening to, to commit suicide to keep you from breaking up with them. Threatening to harm you, your pet, or people that you care about. Making you feel guilty or immature when you don't consent to sexual activity. And threatening to have your children taken away. And this can stretch from, it's not just um, intimate partner relationships, it can be family as well. So in, in a family setting rather than just intimate yeah. partner relations as well. Absolutely. Um, and I think so the the big thing here hmm. and you know I got kind of I gotta kind of uh, go on a pedestal here or soapbox. I was very I don't know what the how to word this like uh, I didn't know much about this emotional abuse shit because i i knew about physical you know we when i grew up domestic violence was you know just that physical violence we did not know or i didn't know about all this emotional abuse and it, it is um it is a it is a real thing i mean look at this stuff here on the screen uh Threatening to have your children taken away, um, blaming your actions uh, for their abusive and unhealthy behavior, um, intentionally embarrassing you in public. These are um, like mind games, mind warfare, um, that manipulation that you get get over on somebody. And, and it kind of gives you that control, you know? So I, I guess 
I mean, I have to raise my hand and say that I was guilty of this in like my first marriage. Um, I was, I, I would never hit a woman, but man, I knew, <clears throat> man, I knew how to manipulate and emotionally, verbally uh, get what I wanted um, and be the powerhouse through word um, and emotion. Uh, and I had to take a look in the mirror there and take a step back and um, reevaluate how I was going about things, put up some um, or allow my now my new wife um, to put up some boundaries and um, respect those, you know, mm-hmm. so that we can work together and it's not a verbal emotional beat down get my way just because i'm not hitting you doesn't mean i'm not hurting you you know what i mean oh yeah and it says in the comments sometimes emotional is worse than physical and i've had both emotional and physical and emotional abuse has and can hurt me far more than any physical because if you break a bone it can heal um, it might it might hurt for years, but the emotional abuse that I've had over the years in here has, I, I really believe, has changed who I am as a person completely and has beaten me down that much that I have, it, I mean, it's getting better now because I'm in a much better place. But it's really taken some building up and patience from other people that has built me up. I can turn anything into something derogatory about myself because other people have. And I just default to that myself now. But so I, I don't know what I want to say here, but... Uh, I've always, I've always been, um, my personally, I've always felt better about myself mm. um, by downplaying um, what what's actually happening. You know, like I like with drinking. I'm a functional alcoholic, right? I can, I'm still paying the bills. I'm still going to work on time. I'm still doing this. I'm still doing that. I'm not laying in a ditch. I'm not a hobo. I'm not, you know, all this stuff. I downplay to get what I want. You know what I mean? Um, Same thing with domestic abuse. Um, I'll like I said, I'll raise my hand. I, I, I'm guilty as charged with some of that stuff because I downplayed, uh i'm not i'm not physically hurting her mm. so i can get away with saying or emotionally or, or doing you know things mind games manipulation as long as i'm not putting a hand on her mm-hmm. i'm within my right you know so i mean that, that's the way i feel like i i feel like i maybe have downplayed my my actions, uh, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, I've made myself 
I've, I've put myself on a pedestal because I'm not punching, you know, physically harming, but that doesn't take away the fact that words hurt and um, mind games hurt. And yeah, I have to uh, look in the mirror there or I had to, and I have looked in Mm -hmm. the mirror there. Anyway. I think that's the hardest thing to do is to realize when you are or have made a mistake to recognize that in yourself and to change that. And you can do it, but it's it's hard. And good on you for doing that. You know, some people won't ever see that they are in the wrong or have done any wrong. And that's when it becomes even more dangerous and destructive. And even if, and I think sometimes that's more on the abuse side of seeing that they've done something, but then putting the blame onto somebody else, usually the victim of the abuse, putting the blame onto somebody else Mm -hmm. to justify that behavior. And then it just keeps going on and on till the victim is completely downgraded and belittled into believing that they deserve what they're getting they'll never get any better and that's it that's it let's take a look at sexual abuse okay so types of sexual abuse are unwanted kissing or touching um so if like they say no and you persist with such things unwanted rough or violent sexual activity again you know check if they say no it means no either way male female whichever rape or attempted rape refusing to use condoms or restricting your access to birth control threatening you in an unwanted sexual activity pressuring or forcing you to have sex or to perform sexual acts and using using sexual insults towards you. Another thing that's not on there that I think maybe should be on there. Um, I'd had somewhat some dealings myself. Um, using alcohol or drugs in order to make it so that you are not in a position where you can say no or fight. Yeah, that also is on there. It's things like rehypnol and alcohol and things like that that will uh, affect the way that you are able to respond. Absolutely. That is definitely sexual abuse. If you, say, if you say no, then it's no. Don't keep pushing. <coughs> um, sexual abuse, uh, that is an episode of its own. Um, We will get uh, more in depth with that as well. Actually, Gemma, you know, we we could probably pound out an episode of every single one of these Mm -hmm. um, types of domestic abuse. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, write that down for future um, episodes, but sexual abuse in and of itself is it's tough to talk about right Mm -hmm. um but hopefully we can provide a community where we can been there 
had that, as I say. Um, I've not made it a secret that I my virginity was taken through rape yeah. at a young age, and I've not I've not hidden that because I now I'm no longer ashamed of it. I am aware that it wasn't my fault. I didn't ask for it. There was nothing that I did that asked for it or that would have meant that I was deserving of such act. But um, yeah, there is a hell of a lot that each one of these types of abuse can be broken down and discussed into a whole hour's broadcast in itself. So, yeah. Let's take a look at financial abuse. This is another big one, a really, really big one, because this can control you in every way if you have no uh, control over your own finances. Um, so types of financial abuse, giving you an allowance and closely wa closely watching what you buy, uh, placing your wages in their account and denying you access to it, keeping you from seeing shared bank accounts or records, forbidding you to work or limiting the hours that you do, preventing you from going to work, for example, taking your car keys, Getting you fired by harassing you, your employer or co-workers on the job. Maxing out your credit cards without permission. Refusing to give you the money for food, rent, medicine or clothing. Spending money on themselves but not allowing you to do the same. Um, I've said I've had this as well. Um, I was in a relationship where I didn't work because of my health and my then partner did. And I had absolutely no money coming in on my own. I was locked in the house. I wasn't allowed any money for anything. Um, it was very difficult to do anything. And, yeah, it's unfortunately, we live in a world where you can't have anything without money. Nothing's free these days. And without any kind of financial stability or money, there's very little you can do, especially when it comes to healthcare and things like that. Uh, transportation, yeah. food. Um, so this is another big one, another really big way of controlling somebody. And we look at this, we look at these, and we're going to get into coercive uh, abuse next. And it's the same, the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. Go ahead and run through it. <clears throat> So, yeah, co coercive abuse, unreasonable demands, de uh, degradation, restricting daily activities, threats or intimidation, financial control, monitoring of time, taking your phone away, deprivation of food, destruction of possessions. All this, all this boils down to <clears throat> we're, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> we're blackmailing our loved ones, you know, like. We're just taking our, we're trying to one-up them with some secret information or uh, I'll take you to court over this, I'll do this, I'll do that. If you don't comply, I'm going to get you. It's blackmail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, 
and the unreasonable demands um that's uh, unreasonable demands that's like a big thing um expecting say the other person to do everything around the house constantly or another big one was um something that i discussed with somebody telling them to go into a shop and steal something not giving them money for it wanting it and expecting them to steal it for them and the person that I'd spoken to, obviously not going to say any names, but they said I could mention it, that they'd been asked to steal this and then it became a thing where they become frequent in doing that in order to survive because they had no control over their own money, no control over anything. All the debts were put in this person's name, however, had no way of paying it back because all the money had been taken away from them and they were having to steal things in order to live. And it's not until they ended up getting arrested for that that it actually, they said it ended up being the best thing for them because it got them out of the cycle of stealing, but it also got them out of that relationship in the end because that's the only way that they could survive. Um, So coercive is quite a big one because the unreasonable demands can be huge in what is it. It's all just... Like, where's the love? These are the folks that domestic, what does that mean, right? House and mm-hmm. home, domestic, that's your family, that's internal, mm-hmm. it's it's your peeps, it's fam. And uh, I mean, I'm not saying that we're not going to have a tiff here and there, but I mean, all of this stuff, we're just. Brow beaten, blackmailing the fuck out of our fam. You know? Terrible. I think sometimes people, some people don't realize they're doing it as well. And I think. Well, yeah. I mean, that was what I was talking about earlier in my first. I I think sometimes as well, if you are brought up in an environment that is rich of that, where you are seeing that and think, and believe that that is the norm you will then go on to do that yourself not every time i'm not saying everybody that experiences that does that but if that's the way in which you are brought up and you're seeing that on the daily you will then go on to believe that that is the norm acceptable and go on and carry that on and that's when we spoke in the past about breaking the cycle not passing this behavior on to your kids not passing this behavior on to your future relationships and things like that, and breaking the cycle, it's really difficult. So if that is all you've ever known. Here's the thing that happened today. All right, I, I came home from work this morning. And um, I came home from work this morning. We just had a normal day planned. I had to take um, one of the kids to the orthodontist. Uh, nothing big, nothing... Uh, exciting, just didn't get the best night of sleep, right? So uh, you never do at the firehouse. But also, um, as a firefighter or as a as a firefighter, as a police officer, as a 7-Eleven uh, graveyard shift 
attendant. I don't care what your job is. Would you would you agree, Gemma, that when you go to your job, you put on oh. a different persona? Oh God, yeah, definitely. You have a a different part, a different version of yourself that you think is acceptable for work, right? And then your genuine self, which you show at so, home with your loved ones and friends. A fireman or a firefighter mm-hmm. is kind of a tough exterior, you know, rough, crusty. Yeah, Not, I think that's what's expected, though, isn't it? Like, I think that's what everybody expects. It's hard to turn that off. We were just talking about this at work the other day. You have to mm-hmm. be able to turn that switch. You have to be able to go from family man to fireman. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a tough balance. It's a mm-hmm. juggling act. It really is. Um, I came home this morning. I was not um, well-rested. Uh, I didn't really run any calls overnight, but I just didn't get a good... You never sleep well at a fire station. Mm-hmm. You know, the ambulance sends are going off, whatever. Um, the guy next to me snoring his ass off, whatever. It's just, you don't sleep well. Um, plus, there's always that potential in the back of your mind that you're going to go out on a run at any given moment. So you just don't get that good REM sleep. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I come home and, you know, a, three or four things happen, you know, right in a row that small, minuscule things but they're agitating, right? I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I probably could have handled it better, but I exploded. Yeah. I, I came right back to it and I said, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I have to uh, take a step back. That was uh, just a lot all at once and I'm not well rested. And my wife, bless her, uh, she was very understanding. It wasn't like a huge thing. I just was like, God damn it. <laughs> you know, yeah. all at once, you know, but that always happens, though, doesn't it? Like when you're already feeling shit, everything else happens all at once and it's just piling on top of you. And you've got you, you, when you're already tired and feeling crap, your fuse is way much shorter than it would be normally, anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going around in a circle here, but the the bottom line of what I was trying to get at is that we got to be a little bit more respectable with our loved ones. This is my wife. She did not deserve that, probably. You know, like I do, probably. She did not deserve that. Mm-hmm. Um, she did nothing to cause that. Um, it is a form of abuse. I feel like I was a little abusive there in that in that um, instance. Mm-hmm. Um, but take a step back, apologize, reset, get yourself, you know, back to normal, and mm-hmm. go on with your day. And that's what we did. And we had we had a good rest of the day. You know, like it's, um, it's not that hard to catch it before it gets out of control. Because that, that is where the difference lies. There's a, Like I said in the chat earlier, there is a difference between having a disagreement with a loved one 
realizing what's happened, like you said, and you'd made up and things. That that happens. That's life. Nobody's going to get on all of the time, or mm -hmm. very rare. And nobody's going to see eye to eye all of the time. But it's how you deal with that. And yeah, okay, you can have a blow up, make up, fine, great. It's if it becomes frequently and it is your within your intention to hurt or make that person feel less worthy or feel shit purposefully, constantly, that's when it starts treading into domestic abuse. If it's a purposeful thing that is becoming more and more frequent and you are deliberately acting in that way rather than just having a disagreement that is the, the boundaries because I've seen it too many times where people split up and will be like using say for example the kids you're not seeing the kids and using all that but I hate that using the kids as a weapon basically weaponizing them and then using any disagreement they've had against them and using it as a way of getting back at them like everybody has disagreements everybody can have arguments and things doesn't mean it's abuse you know oh. right come on you've muted yourself tim <laughs> you i don't know if you're meant to have muted yourself but you are muted uh right so types of digital abuse so tells you who you can and can't be friends with on things like Facebook and other sites. Sends you negative, insulting or threatening emails, Facebook messages, tweets, direct messages and other messages online. Uses sites like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and others to keep constant tabs on you. Posts negative things about you, sends you unwanted explicit pictures and or demands and wants you to send some in return. That is just half of the Twitter population right now, though. Sorry, <laughs> just going to say that. Um, pressures you into sending explicit videos or sexts, as they're called. Steals or insists to be given your passwords. Constantly texts you and makes you feel like you can't be separated from your phone for fear that you'll be punished. Looks through your phone frequently. Checks upon your pictures, texts and outgoing calls and tags you in unkindly pictures and things on Instagram, Tumblr, etc. Okay. Tim, you're muted. <laughs> right, and then types of psychological abuse. Oh, Just shut it down. There we go. Um, so psychological abuse, gaslighting. We did a whole episode on gaslighting. Yeah. Manipulating you into doubting your own sanity or reality. Um, that that goes hand in hand with emotional as well. I think gaslighting. We need to go back and do that another episode on that. Not that we're gonna change the world, but people don't understand what gaslighting is. I hear mm -hmm. it; it's like a buzzword right now, and people throw it out there. They say yeah. you're gaslighting me, and it's, it's funny because they they're using it so incorrectly. They have yeah. no clue what they're saying. They don't know what gaslighting is, but anywho, go ahead. TikTok's rife for that. I'm constantly like, ah, every time I hear it, it's like, you no idea. Okay, moving things around the house or removing them and returning them later, then denying it. Um, like 
purposely moving things as well. So you think you're losing your mind. I've had that. Um, telling you that people have said things about you or that your friends don't like you. Telling you that you have a mental health condition when you haven't. Or even if you have, telling you that you have or telling you that it's something else. Making derogatory jokes about you to uh, others, um, about you to others in front of you. Couldn't get that one out. Name calling, telling you you're useless, stupid, worthless and mad. And questions you endlessly about everything you do, say, people you're with, your friends, everything like that. Um, I think the emotional and psychological abuse are the biggest ones that I've had. Uh, not in an intimate partner relationship, but in, more in a family setting. Still very much there, still very much going through it, and the most damaging. Uh, in well, yeah, it's got the ability to completely change somebody's mindset especially if it's something you're hearing from someone that you deem as a loved one who is supposed to have your best interest at heart if this is constant over a number of years it can completely change your entire outlook on your life make you feel like you're worthless and as I'm finding out now and what I'll be 40 this year and all those years of undoing it and it's taking some serious time to put back and rectify and yeah I have a hard time believing it because it's been put in there and it's trying to rewire the brain now but um, yeah it's it's tough it really does do more damage in the long run yeah so I mean if you if you look at it mm -hmm. if you if you look at all of these I mean outside of physical and sexual mm -hmm. a lot of these kind of just fall into that blackmail category um hovering this control over somebody to for or to what end for why why are we doing this? um just to assert your dominance mm -hmm. you're the man in the relationship you need to oh, be yeah, it can be the other way yeah or the woman mm -hmm. yeah i'm not saying it's completely <sighs> Control. That's all it is. Power and control. Um, it really does. Uh, it sucks to think about it. You know, when we do these shows and some of them do hit home with things that I've done in the past and things that I still do today. And like I, I gave you an example from today <laughs> like mm. what happened today um uh you know it's just a normal thing that happens in any household it's mm -hmm. not something i'm ashamed of uh it's not something that you or um hattie or 
Ray or Craig wouldn't have happened in their household, you know. Things happen, things pile up, mm-hmm. we explode, we need release. Um, so what do we do? What do we do to uh, combat this? And uh, that's, I think we're starting down a road here of, of a good series mm-hmm. of episodes for this show. Uh, we can get into each and every, we can get into the nuts and bolts of each and every one of these. And then also look at um, what to do, like how to stop that, how to catch yourself. Like I was just talking about before. Um, Reset, recharge. If my wife knows when I come home from work, um, whether I'm at a city house, city firehouse, which is busier, or out in the county, out in the boondocks, out in the sticks, um, and it might not be as busy, it doesn't matter. That potential to run that call is always there. So you're not sleeping soundly because hell could rain down on any given area at any given time. You're not sleeping well at a fire station. That's a fact. So my wife knows when I come home in the morning, I like to take a little snooze, just an hour or two to regen um, I'm usually up, uh, get the kids off to school and, or she'll, she'll get the kids off to school and then I get up and, uh, we go on with our day. Uh, that little bit, uh, gives me like, I come home at five in the morning or five thirty in the morning, sleep in my own bed for my san- sanity because now I can now I don't have alarm bells. I don't have the thought of having to go out on an ambulance or a fire engine. I can relax. I'm in my bed. Two hours, I get a little knockout sleep and I'm good to go for the day. Uh, and that's that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not get that this morning because we had or I had a AA meeting and then um, take the kids or take one of the kids to the orthodontist. So I didn't get my normal routine uh, little snoozer in the morning. So I came home and uh, blew up a little bit. So that was on me. What did we do? We, we took a step back. We, I came in, I apologized. I said, look, I'm sorry. That was uncalled for, mm-hmm. you know, let's reset. You got to catch it in the moment. Yeah. That's how it we... makes you human. That doesn't make you an abuser. It just makes you human. You know how we do this show. We like to go mm-hmm. over the facts, the statistics. We like to uh, look at what 
is going on with the topic at hand. And then at the end, towards the end, we like to look at some possibilities of what can we do better. And that's what I'm saying here. You try and catch it. Try and uh, see it coming. You know, when you're walking down that fine line, when you, you can feel your blood boiling. You can feel when you're getting agitated. You mm-hmm. can feel when things are not going your way and you're just like, God damn it. Come on. Well, that's mostly if you've got kids. <laughs> I'm going to explode. Uh, take a minute. Sorry. Reset. Find a way to try and laterally <clears throat> transfer that emotion. Mm-hmm. And all that is doing the exact opposite. What's the exact opposite of anger? Joy. Find something joyful. Penelope. Yeah. Makes you smile. Makes me smile immediately. I feel better. Okay. You know what? You just dropped that thing and it broke and shattered and it's not the end of the world because Penelope. Made me smile. You know? Just kind of one of those things. You try and Catch it at the beginning, reset, revamp, laterally process, get rid of that anger, go completely lateral to joy. My daughter fucking always works. Smile on my face. Not that bad. We're good. Right? right? Yeah. You got anything to add to that, Gemma? Uh, I can totally relate. Like, I had uh, issues the other day. Thomas kicking off. I sat down after and thought, I, you know, wishing I could have dealt it, dealt with it quicker, uh, uh, differently, even. Um, but at the time, you react and respond accordingly to how you are and the situation you're in and things like that. I'm currently going through a phase where because he witnessed violence towards me that I think that he thinks it's acceptable and we're having to break that cycle but you know it's it's hard it's hard when you're doing it to see that you're doing it and to um, stop before it comes too too much um, which do you want to use that last slide to? Yep, I was just throwing it up. Yeah, cool. Because this now goes into looking at what domestic abuse is and uh, learning from it. So there's the stop, look, and learn traffic light system here going on. So under the stop, any incident or pattern of incidents of controlling, coercive, or threatening behavior violence or abuse between those age 16 plus who are or have been intimate partners or family members regardless of gender or sexuality domestic violence is common it says domestic type types of domestic abuse physical abuse uh, psychological abuse sexual abuse financial abuse emotional abuse uh, female genital mutilation which we didn't mention 
earlier, but that's a whole other topic as well. And honor-based violence. And then look. So how do I spot it? Look for a pattern in attendances. So things like soft tissue injuries, uh, once a year escalating patterns of injuries. When asking what happened, seek further details. So things like same history-taking techniques that apply. Uh, what made you fall over? Patients who are covering up uh, vague. Uh, patients who are covering up are usually vague. They don't give you much detail or can give you too much sometimes. But then if you ask again, if you usually if you're lying about it, you will trip up and give different information. Uh, so patients may look uncomfortable, diverting gaze, etc., at this point, you need to ask about domestic violence, generalize, depersonalize it, say this is a routine question for us, use matter-of-fact, non-emotional body language. So I feel like this is aimed at within the medical professional, but we can all do it with friends and family if you have any doubt. And this one says, for example, here in the emergency department, it is very common for us to see women hurt by someone else. I'm just checking if that might have happened to you. So rather than keep, pers you know, just check and then learn. So how do I deal with the disclosure of domestic abuse? So it says, it's okay, don't panic. Listen, don't interrupt, be sympathetic. Then go tell a senior ED doctor or nurse, or obviously if you're not in the medical professional, then seek further advice. Ask the person that's confiding in you what you want to do next. Go with them to report it maybe. So like go to the police, go to... There's various different helplines that you can use as well. You can maybe make the call together, things like that. Uh, your primary response should be reassuring. You are not alone. It's not your fault. Promote the understanding that everyone has the right to live a life free from abuse in any form, and that is applicable to everyone. What happens next? So, again, this is complete the dash RIC, usually found in the ED intranet. So that's for medical professionals. Uh, document the notes. So again, if somebody's telling you these things or if you're noticing things, make notes, keep a diary, keep a journal of things that you're noticing. See if there's any patterns to it, things like that. Um, refer to the adult safeguarding team. Again, if you're worried about someone, if you don't know them, there's social care, social services, uh, children, social services, adult social care, the police, they can do welfare checks. If, you're, if you don't know them, you can get that. If you do know them, you can maybe talk to them a bit more, get them to maybe just say, you know, we can do this together, we can get some help together. Um, is there any children in the household? Refer to the children's safeguarding team. That's applicable both here and in the US if you are worried about child safety. Um Refer to the mental health triage team if indicated. Admit to emergency decisions unit. So that's more hospital-based. But again, there are helplines and things. 
that if you are in immediate danger, you can use. Immediate danger, I would generally say phone your emergency police number because they can come straight away, generally. Um, but there are other helplines. There are other emergency numbers if you need to get out of the house and go stay in an emergency accommodation. This is applicable for both men and women. And there are places in America, in the UK, I have checked, that do offer emergency accommodation if you are in a position of needing that. So this was just a way of kind of, it was, it was, a, it's a mostly appropriate was all. Um, it shows about different ways of recognizing it and what to do. Right. Yeah. I do think we could break them down further, though, like you say, each each one, because yeah. there's so much behind each one. That's what the people want. Mm -hmm. Well, this one, this this one was requested a few times. Yeah, that's what the people want. They want the breakdown. Breakdown. So, what we'll do? We'll take a look. At physical, emotional, sexual, financial, coercive, digital, psychological abuse, domestic abuse um, over the next coming weeks. <clears throat> and we'll look into how to uh, some, some options of how to uh, catch these things, how to better these things, better these situations. Is there anything we can do to be better? Is there anywhere we can go? Um, is there any support groups? Support groups are key in um, a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. People that have been uh, physically abused, emotionally abused, sexually abused, they, 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 need support they go to support groups there are groups there are there is help out there um so we will take a a good look at this i think we've got <clears throat> um enough to to run with here <clears throat> we're not gonna just do a domestic violence um streak we'll sprinkle it in throughout other topics as well because I there are other topics that you guys have requested um, information on and shows on um, and we have a schedule out we will put together uh, some more schedules for the upcoming months um, I don't think Gemma we should do just domestic uh, domestic violence domestic violence domestic violence domestic violence mm -hmm. we'll, uh, Sprinkle it in throughout the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it needs to be spread out, but yeah. So, that being said, let's go ahead and start wrapping things up. Uh, we always want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, you guys are wonderful. Great chat tonight. Um, it was just a, a great talk. Great um, group discussion. Um, I really enjoy doing this show. I know Gemma does too. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to keep 
keep on pumping out new stuff. Uh, you see, even with the intro tonight, we're, we're just still growing. So keep on uh, sharing us out, please. If you like the content, <clears throat> that's the biggest thing you can do for us is share us out. Mm-hmm. Pass us along. Pass us a, uh, out to your friends and family. That's all I got. We got anything, Gemma? Um, only thing that I was asked to maybe mention, a few people have been reaching out saying they could use some support and maybe a friendly chat or something, just low-key chat, just catch up. So I'm going to try and arrange something in the Discord for a voice chat coming up because there are some people within the community that could maybe do with a bit of a hand. So watch out for that if you're in the Discord and if you're not, get in there. Yeah, hit that Discord up. Yeah, and I'm going to be suspending myself from a very, very high building, and I'm terrified of heights, so I will be streaming that as well. So, yeah, watch this space. Have fun. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I didn't see the height of it when I agreed to do it, and now I'm like, oh, shit, it's not long. It's just over a week away, but we've raised over 450 pounds so far. Awesome. So not too late to sponsor if you want. Fantastic. <laughs> That's great. All right, guys. We'll see you at Catalyst tonight. Bye now. Bye.